Today is January the 25th, 2022. Welcome to A Lamp and a Light. My name is Melissa, and I'm so honored to have you here today as we gather with people from around the world to read the one-year Bible in the King James Version. And today we reach a milestone in that we have finished the first book of the Bible for this new year, and we're finishing today the book of Genesis, and we're beginning the book of Exodus. And it's really an exciting transition because we, in the book of Genesis with the death of Joseph, and then we're going to begin the book of Exodus with a birth of Moses. And isn't that the way our lives really are? That a lot of times when we have the hardest moments of grief, they're followed by great happiness and births and deaths, deaths and births. So many times in our families and in our communities, they go together. Let's just get started. God bless the reading of his word. God, let take each word, give us revelation, give us knowledge, Lord, give us wisdom, Lord, and help draw us closer to you. We want to know you more by the reading of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Genesis 51 through Exodus 2:10. And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father, and the physicians embalmed Israel. And forty days were fulfilled for him, for so are fulfilled the days of those which are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him threescore and ten days. And when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spake unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found grace in your eyes, speak, I pray you, in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Lo, I die in my grave, which I have digged for me in the land of Canaan. There shalt thou bury me. Now therefore let me go up, I pray thee, and bury my father, and I will come again. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury thy father, according as he made thee swear. And Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, and the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, and all the house of Joseph, and his brethren in his father's house, only their little ones and their flocks and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great company. And they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond Jordan, and there they mourned with a great and very sore lamentation. And he made a mourning for his father seven days. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning in the floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning to the Egyptians, wherefore the name of it was called Abel Miseram, which is beyond Jordan. And his sons did unto him according as he commanded them, for his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with the field for a possession of burying place of Ephraim the Hittite before Mamre. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. 
for they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of God of thy father. And Joseph wept when he, they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servant. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as is it, it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house. And Joseph lived a hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, the children of also of Mekir, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knee. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and sure, God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being an hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in the coffin in Egypt. Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all of his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose up, an, up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass, that when there falleth out any war, and join also unto our enemies, and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasured cities, Pithom and Ramesses. And for the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All of their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shepra, and the name of the other was Pu. And he said, When you do the office of midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then ye shall live. He, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have you done this thing and have saved the men children all alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as Egyptian women, for they are lively and they are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because of the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. 
And Pharaoh charged all of his people, saying, Every son that is born ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter ye shall save alive. And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman, con- woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children's. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take the child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Matthew sixteen thirteen through seventeen nine. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with the angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. 
And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he had spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man, save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man it be risen again from the dead. Psalm 21 The king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. Thou hast given him his heart's desire, and hast not withholden the request of his lips. Selah. For thou preventest him with the blessing of goodness. Thou settest a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked life of thee, and thou gavest it to him, even length of days for ever and ever. His glory is great in thy salvation. Honor and majesty hast thou laid upon him. For thou hast made him most blessed for ever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with his thy countenance. For the king trusteth in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. Thy hand shall find out all thine enemies. Thy right hand shall find out those that hate thee. Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the time of thine anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their fruit shall thou destroy from the earth, and thy seed from among the children of men. For they intended evil against thee. They imagined a mischief device, which they are not able to perform. Therefore shalt thou make them turn their back, when they shall make ready thine arrows upon thy strings against the face of them. Be thou exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So will we sing and praise thy power. Proverbs 5, 1-6 My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bound thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, and thou canst not know them. I want to spend a few minutes talking today about Psalm 21. Yesterday's reading of Psalm 20, uh, we saw that David was praying and he was believing for a victory. And now here in Psalm 21, that victory has happened. And this prayer or this psalm is just really a praise to God um, for the victory. And in verse um, 3, it starts out and it says, For thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. And that verse and phrase struck me because I didn't really understand it. 
because we think we know what a word means. But sometimes when we're reading, um, in the, especially in the King James Version, we need to look it up and we need to see what actually was meant during that time of the words, different words. And this word preventest, well, to prevent um, in archaic times, in Jesus' time, in the times of the Old Testament meant to act ahead of, to proceed, to anticipate, to forestall. So some versions say that he meets meets him with the blessings of goodness, as though on the road that he meets him on the way with blessings. But the way I read it, he goes ahead of him with the blessings, that he precedes him with the blessings. The blessings go before him. The blessings don't meet him there. The blessings are waiting on him there at the at when he gets there. And so um, what were the, then I look at the verse and I say, well, what were the blessings of goodness? What was the blessing of goodness? Was it just one blessing? Oh no, it was a lot of blessings. What were they? If we read on in that chap, in that, the next verses, it says, God set us a crown of pure gold on his head. He said that he asked life of God and God gave it to him. That even he asked for length of days, and he and he received length of days forever and ever. That God's glory is great in His salvation. That was just a praise, but it is a praise. It is a blessing to us that God's glory is great in the salvation that God has given us, and as God has delivered us, His glory is great. That honor and majesty has God laid upon Him. That God has made Him the most blessed forever that God has made him exceeding glad with thy countenance, exceeding glad. Has God made you exceeding glad? God wants to make you exceeding glad. And that through mercy of the Most High, through the mercy of the Most High, that he shall not be moved. Through the mercy of the Most High, we shall never be shaken. Through the mercy, the loving kindness, the faithfulness, the goodness, those are the words for mercy, that we shall never be shaken. You know, when I think about the goodness of God, I think about the verse in Exodus, Exodus 33, 18 through 19. And it says, and, he, and this is Moses. And he's and Moses said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. He asked to see the glory and God said, I will have my goodness pass before thee. His glory is his goodness, and his goodness is his glory. Lord, I just come before you today, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. Show us your goodness. Let us let us recognize your goodness in all the things that you do for us, Lord, because your goodness is all around us, and so many times we don't acknowledge it. We don't praise you for it. We don't testify of it. And we don't even see it, Lord, but I pray, God, help us to know your glory. Help us to know it when we've seen it, and we've seen it a lot, Lord. Help us to pray to you for our victory, just as David did, Lord. Help us to believe for you for our victory, as David did. And Lord, help us to be praisers for your victory, that when you give us victory, when you raise us to the place of victory, that we will raise ourselves up to praise you, God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We adore you, God. We want to abide in you. We want to abide in your word today, God. We want to grow in your word, grow in our relationship with you, God. 
and we want to see your glory. We want to see your goodness. But Lord, we want to shine your glory to this world, God. We thank you, Lord, that you preventest us with the blessings of goodness, that you have gone before and preceded us with the, those blessings of goodness, your blessings of goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that. And we thank you, Lord, for this word that molds us, that makes us. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives and through our lives. We'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise as we take this word now and walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.